Hey everyone, welcome to The Exchange Daily, where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we release a new podcast where we try to go through a psalm and just meditate on God's Word. Today is Wednesday, April 29th, 2020. For the last few podcasts, we've been looking at Psalm 23, and today we're going to look at it in like a big picture sense, and I'm so excited for today. Um, So if you have a Bible and you want to turn there, you might want to take some notes today. If you just want to listen and enjoy, that's okay too. Um, But I'm excited to kind of share this idea in Psalm 23. So here's the big idea. Um, In Psalm 23, we're going to see eight names of God. Eight names of God. All right, throughout the Bible, there are many names for God, but there are specific names of God that reveal to us His nature. And in Psalm 23, we're going to see eight names, but seven specifically that really give us insight into God, into who He is, what He does, um, just the nature of God. And you'd probably never read Psalm 23 immediately and see these names, um, but through careful study, we just see that David really reveals the names of God in such a beautiful way. And so I cannot wait to look at really these eight names or seven names specifically that deal with God's nature. Now, um, if you are a parent, or maybe one day you want to be a parent, the question we get asked the most once you say you're, you know, hey, we're pregnant, um, is, okay, what are you going to name it? What are you going to name it? And it's always kind of weird to say, like, it. Um, But you know what? You know, we might not know the name. We might know the name. Maybe you want to, you know, not reveal the name to the baby's birth. But it's funny. I remember my wife and I, when we were, you know, um, having Micah and Kinsley, we were kicking around a lot of different names and ideas, and I would suggest a name, and she didn't like it, or she would suggest a name, and I didn't like it. And here's really why: is we probably knew someone who had the name. It's crazy how someone from middle school who like made your life miserable, even though you like their name, you can't use their name because like it just reminds you of that person. Um, a name can be ruined because of a person, because of the reputation. I mean, Judas, for example, you don't hear many baby Judases walking around. And his name is like beautiful. It just means praise, really, but it's it's ruined. And in a name, there's a lot of meaning. You know, your name carries so much weight to it. It carries your identity, who you are, you know, your nature, what you're like, your destiny, in a sense, where you're going. You know, like, oh, that guy has a name. He's going places. That kid, um, a name just carries so much identity to it. And so, Often God uses a name to declare who he is. Now think about this. Our God has a name. Now God is not necessarily or really his name. It's actually his title. But what's God's name? You ever think about that? You know, when Jesus was born, an angel appeared to Joseph and said, Hey, you shall name him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Um, so we know that, you know, God's God, the son's name, Jesus, Yeshua, um, that that he will be the savior. That's what his name entails. But when you think of just God, like God the Father, what's his name? And even from the very beginning with Moses, Moses is like, God, what do I call you? Remember in Exodus 6, and God is like, tell them I am who I am sent you. Tell them I am who I am. So what's God's name? Maybe you're thinking God's name is, well, you know, it's Jehovah. It's Yahweh. We know this. Um, but But do we? But is it? I mean, let me explain something kind of just a little bit deep here. Side note that it's a really deep discussion. Discussion. Um, God's name is a name covered in mystery. We really don't know how to pronounce it. Whenever you see the name uh, L-O-R-D, like Lord in the Old Testament, capital L-O-R-D, whenever you see it in capitalized, um, 
this is what we call the tetragrammaton, the tetragrammaton. Um, it's a really a fancy word that says we really don't know. Um, we just have the Hebrew consonants for, for capital L-O-R-D. When you see that, it's like Y-H-W-H. Um, they, you know, they say his name was so holy and they left out the vowel markings. And so they just kind of left the consonants without the vowel markings. So some say it's Yahweh, some say it's Jehovah. Some say it's Yehovah. Some say it's Yadhevavhe or Yadhevahe. They just, we don't know. Um, it's interesting, whenever Jewish scribes um, would copy the Bible, they would take different copies. Whenever they get to the name of the Lord and they'd have to write it out, they would just eventually just write YHWH for capital L-O-R-D in their Bibles. And they would actually take their clothes off, take a bath, put on a fresh new pair of clothes, uh, get a fresh pen, fresh pink, and do it all over again. I mean, every time they wrote the name of the Lord. I mean, they just considered it so holy. I mean, they deliberately didn't pronounce the name because they felt like mortal man was just too wicked to say it. So over time, we, we really don't know how to say it. So I'm not offended if someone wants to say Jehovah or if they want to you know, not say the J and say it's Yahweh or, um, you know, however they want. I'm not really offended either way. Um, so, but today we're just for the sake of people being kind of used to it, we're going to say Jehovah. Um, so in Psalm 23, we see eight names for Jehovah. Really, it's seven names where, where God's nature is revealed to us, um, but there's really eight names. And each just communicate a beautiful truth about our Lord. And so with these eight or seven names, um, that we're going to see God's nature, God's character, what he does, what he's like. And it just reveals, I think, a beautiful truth about God. And so here's kind of the idea. Psalm 18 or Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Listen to that. The name of the, and it says like capital L-O-R-D, like the name of Y-H-W-H, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. That is what we kind of want to do today. We want to talk about the name of the Lord and say, man, let's run to it. You know, we, just because we don't know how to pronounce it, we know, the, we know that he is the God, Elohim, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the God. He's Lord. He's Jehovah. He's Yahweh who sent his son. Um, and so we want to run to his name. So here's the idea. It's Psalm 23. We're going to see the eight names of God. The first is the first line. So stay with me. Write this in your Bible. Don't miss this. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. And really it's simply um, Jehovah Ra'ah or Jehovah Rohi, the Lord shepherd. David basically wrote Lord shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Now we've studied this in depth, but the first name we see for God in the Psalm is the Lord shepherd. God has decided to reveal himself to us as a shepherd. He's the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd. Um, we've really spent a lot of time on this, so I don't want to spend too much time here now, but that's how God is introduced to us is as a shepherd. Now, the next phrase reveals to us the first of seven um, names of God that reveal to us his character and nature. So here's the next phrase. David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. Then he wrote, I shall not want. Now, right next to that, you can, if you have, a, if you want to do it with your Bible, but just remember this, I shall not want, write Jehovah Jireh. I shall not want Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. It also could mean the Lord sees or Jehovah sees. He sees and meets your needs. You see, there is a God who sees your need and he doesn't just have vision 
to see your need, but he has provision to meet your need. And in this statement, I shall not want. I mean, don't we just see that the name of God so fits here? Jehovah Jireh. I don't lack. I don't have any needs. I have a God who meets my needs. The Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. I shall not want. Now, where do we see Jehovah Jireh in the Bible? Because these seven names we're going to see are all mentioned somewhere else in the Old Testament. So we see this first in Genesis 22. Um, remember Genesis 22, this is where God uh, tells Abraham to offer up Isaac, his only son whom he loves on Mount Moriah, the same mount where Jesus was also the only son whom God loved, that um, his only son who he loved, and he offered him up on this mountain for our sins. And so here's what we see. We see uh, Abraham take Isaac up on this mountain, and we see him about to you know, raise the knife and take his son's life. And then if you remember this question that Isaac asked before, actually, they go up there. He said, God, where is the lamb? Where is the lamb? And if you remember, God, Abraham said, God will provide himself the lamb. Abraham believed that God would provide. And if you remember, right before he takes his son's life, there's a ram caught in the thicket. And then Abraham said this name. He said, Jehovah Jireh. He said, the Lord will provide as it is this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And he literally said, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide, Jehovah, Lord, provide, Jireh. The Lord will provide. So we see the Lord did, not that he did provide, but the Lord will. In other words, he says God's name is associated or attached to just meeting our needs. Um, and this is so comforting. Just, it anticipates just a future action from God. God will provide. Not just he has, which he has, but he will God provided the lamb in the same way God provides our, provided our substitutionary sacrifice in Jesus. The Lord provides. The Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. The third name we see, or really the second name of seven, I'll just keep going, I'll just say the third name. The third name we see is Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. Where David talks about how he leads us beside still waters, still waters. The Lord is peace, the Lord, our peace, Jehovah, Shalom, still waters. See, next to still waters, you can write that, but Jehovah, Shalom, God gives us peace. Now, if you know anything about Jewish culture, the word peace or Shalom is just so important. They look at peace. Um, they're looking for peace. They crave peace. They greet each other by saying Shalom. They say goodbye by saying Shalom. Peace is in the Bible over 400 times. Now, where do we see Jehovah Shalom in the Bible? It's actually in Judges 6. In Judges 6, we see Jehovah Shalom specifically said or in this way. But Israel was very evil, very wicked. God left the Midianites to rule over them. And they were very wicked. There was no peace. There was just abuse and rape and just, it was just evil. Then the angel of the Lord goes to Gideon and tells him he will be used by God to overthrow the Midianites. And Gideon said to him, he says, he said to the Lord, oh my Lord, how, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. And so Gideon made a sacrifice to God of meat, bread, and broth. Fire came upon the rock and consumed it. And the Lord said to Gideon, peace be with you. You shall not die. And so Gideon says this, Gideon, it's in Judges 6, 24. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, the Lord is peace. I want you to hear that. So Gideon sees this happen and he offers, uh, he builds an altar and says, Jehovah Shalom. Uh, the Lord is our peace. You see, these names in Psalm 23 
are really, they're revealing God's nature and character that we see elsewhere in the Bible. God said to him, peace, peace will be with you. Shalom. Um, or he said that to God. Jehovah, the Lord is shalom. He's peace. And God leads us besides still water. So we have Jehovah Jireh. We have Jehovah Shalom. Uh, next, we have Jehovah Rapha, or maybe it's pronounced really better, Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. And here's the idea. The Lord who heals. The Lord who heals. Jehovah Rapha. Remember, uh, David says, he restores my soul. So we see in that phrase, Jehovah Rapha. God who heals. Um, it's interesting. I'm trying to study like modern Hebrew right now. And if I said, Ani Rapha. That just means I'm a doctor. Rafe, Rafe, doctor. So really, Jehovah Rafe is the Lord doctor. He's a doctor. The Lord who heals. I thought it's just interesting how it's still connected. But um, we see that he is the God who heals. The Lord restores my soul. Where do we see this name in the Bible? It's Exodus 15. The children of Israel just crossed the Red Sea. They've been wandering the wilderness for three days with no water. That means they're about to die. They're in the wilderness of Mara, which just means bitter. And there was bitter water there. So Moses asked the Lord, what shall I do? And then God showed him a tree and he said, cast the tree in the water and the water will be made sweet. I mean, and if you want to look at that more, how that speaks to the cross, it's unbelievable. Throw a tree into bitter water and make it sweet. Um, and the Lord said, I am the Lord who heals you. He said, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha. I'm the God who heals. I'm the doctor, God. I'm God the doctor. Listen to that. David said, you restore my soul. God told Moses, I am that. I'm the one who restores your soul. I'm the one who heals you. Now, think about your life or our life where we're dry and thirsty. We're, maybe we're bitter. We're like Mara. And God revealed how he would provide healing to us. The Lord mo showed Moses a tree which he cast into the waters. And the waters were made sweet. And on the tree of Calvary, he exchanged our sickness for his health. The tree brought us life. It brought us healing. Does Jesus heal? Yes. He is the almighty Lord, our healer. He can heal instantaneously by a miracle. He can heal over time through a doctor. Um, but let me just add that not every believer will be healed in this lifetime, either by a miracle or by medicine um, or instantaneously, you know, just through time. But right now, God will heal us eventually. Obviously, he restores our soul. There will come a time where God restores our soul just in a forever way. But he is the God who heals. Listen, there's no sickness in the Lord's body and there'll be no sickness in our resurrected body. Um, and if you or someone you love is not healed in this lifetime, you will be healed in eternity. But Jehovah Rapha, he's the God who restores, who heals. The next is this phrase. Phrase He says, he leads me the path of righteousness, path of righteousness. Um, we talked about it this week in a, a little bit, but Paths of righteousness, you'd write Jehovah Sidkanu. Jehovah Sidkanu. The Lord our righteousness. All right, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Jehovah Sidkanu. Where do we see that? Uh, if you went to Jeremiah 23 and God is speaking to the leaders and basically just talking about how the Messiah will come one day. And it says in Jeremiah 23, 6, and we looked at it this weekend because we're it just fit well with Hebrews. It says, this is his name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness, or really Jehovah Sidkenu. Jehovah Sidkenu. He is our righteous. Jeremiah is like, one day we will be righteous. One day uh, evil will be gone from the earth. And Messiah's name will be the Lord, our righteousness. One day evil will be gone, but not yet. And here's the good news. We can have his righteousness today. 
We are not righteous in and of ourselves. Our righteousness comes from God and God alone. And Jesus gives or imputes his righteousness into us so that we can see God. So we absorbed his righteousness, the Lord, our righteousness. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. See, one day Jesus will rule and reign on the earth and there will be righteousness everywhere. Not just um, for us in ourselves, yes, but just in the world. We have Jesus's righteousness. That's our position Um, practically I'm not righteous, but positionally I have Christ's righteousness. And David said he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Why? Because he's Jehovah Sidkenu. He's the Lord, our righteousness. Now the next name, the sixth name we're going to see here is Jehovah Shema. Jehovah Shema. He says, what does David say? He says, you are with me. Jehovah Shema means the Lord is there. You are with me. The Lord is there. Now, where do we see Jehovah Shema in the Bible? It's in the book of Ezekiel. The people um, were being really taken into captivity. They're in captivity, but being taken to Babylon. They're leaving Jerusalem. They're slaves. This is right after Jeremiah's day. And Ezekiel's having these visions about the Lord and about the coming kingdom of the Messiah and how he'll rule on earth. And he has a vision about the city and the temple where the Messiah will be from. And this is what it says in Ezekiel 48. It says, Ezekiel 48, and the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. Or it says this, the name of the city that day shall be Jehovah Shema. The Lord is there. The name of the city revealed through Ezekiel is just the Lord is there, Jehovah Shema. This location is so named because of just the manifest presence and power of Jehovah residing there. The people are going into slavery and God gives Ezekiel this vision and says, don't worry, the Lord is in your city. He's he's there, he's in Jerusalem and he will be there. The Lord is there and the Lord is with you in the city as you're traveling. The Lord is there. See, Jehovah Shema. Why does David say, I will not fear? He goes, I will not fear. Why? Because you are with me. You are Jehovah Shema. I will not fear because you're Jehovah Shema. Next is this name. We're going to see the Psalm, uh, Jehovah Nisi. He talks about how God prepares a table before him in the presence of my enemies. Presence of my enemies. God is Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord is our banner or the Lord is my victory. This word banner can mean covering or literally victory. And he's saying in the presence of my enemies, I have this victory. I have this banner. I have this covering. That's why you prepare this table before me because you're my safety. You're my covering. Um, maybe this sounds familiar to you, but we see this in Exodus 17, how Joshua was fighting the Amalekites and Moses was on the mountain with Aaron and Hur, and they're watching this battle. And as long as um, Moses kept his arms up, the Israelites were winning. And when his arms were down, they were losing. And here were ex-slaves defeating a people who were just, you know, trained for war. So they're slaves defeating this army and they're winning. And when they won, Moses built an altar and he called it in Exodus 17, 15. And Moses built an altar and called its name, the Lord is my banner. Or he built this altar and said, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner, Jehovah Nisi. This was the name given to the altar that Moses built to just remember the fact that they built the Amalekites. And and he goes before us and behind us to give us the victory. And this is what Moses is saying. Even in the midst of the battle, the Lord is my banner. 
that the Lord, that the banner of the Lord is raised over us. Jesus proved himself to be our victory when he rose triumphant from the dead, saying, I am the first and the last. I am the living, the living one. I was dead, and, and behold, I'm alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Revelation 1, verse 17 and 18. Jesus is saying, I am your victory. In the presence of my enemy, he is my covering. Um, so the idea is the Lord's our banner. He, God can prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Why? Because he's our covering. And then really the last name we see here in this psalm, is Jehovah Mekadesh, Jehovah Mekadesh, where it says, he anoints my head with oil, right? You can write in that Jehovah Mekadesh or the Lord who sanctifies. The Again, the, the idea anointing oil was used to separate someone from the people, from the people for the purpose of God. Anointing oil was used to say God is using them. God is sanctifying them. God is setting them apart. Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies. In Leviticus 20, here's where we see the name. Uh, it says in Leviticus 20, verse 8, You shall keep my statutes and perform them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. He literally says, You shall keep my commandments and perform them. I, Jehovah Mekadesh, I'm the Lord who sanctifies you. He separates us from sin to himself, transforming us into the image of Jesus from glory to glory. He anoints my head with oil. He is setting us apart. He is the Lord who sanctifies. He is Jehovah Mikadesh. Do we see the connection there? I'm just, the, here's the idea again. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are safe. Here's why I wanted to do this. I want you to see the names of God in this psalm. I want you to see what it reflects, that God is our shepherd. He is Jehovah Rohi or Ra'ah. We don't want you to see that he is Jehovah Jireh, I shall not want. I want you to see that he is Jehovah Shalom, that he is our peace. He brings us to still waters. I want you to see that he is Jehovah Rapha or Rapha. He is the Lord who heals. He restores my soul. I want you to see that he is Jehovah Sidkenu, that he is our righteousness and he leads us in the paths of righteousness. I want you to see that he is Jehovah Shema. He's the Lord who is there. You are with me. I want you to see that he is Jehovah Nisi. That he prepares a table before us, before our, the presence of our enemies. He's our banner, our covering. He is Jehovah Nisi. And I want you to see that he is Jehovah Mikadesh. That he's the Lord who sanctifies. He's the Lord who anoints our head with oil. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it are safe. If you think about the names of the Lord, run, run to it. I mean, spend some time on this. The name Jesus is another compound name of Jehovah, right? I mean, the, the full name of Jesus is really Yehovah Shua. It's, it's Yeshua in Greek. The, the literal meaning is Jehovah salvation. Yeshua, yeah, yeah, is for the, like the Lord. Yeshua, he's salvation. I mean, this is how the angel appeared to Joseph and said, Joseph, this name of Jesus is salvation. Listen, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. I mean, we need to get this name out there. Share this name. Not many people truly know Jesus. They have heard about him or use his name as a swear word, but this is the name above all names. I mean, there is salvation in no other name other than the name of Jesus. This is the only name that you can call upon to be saved. I mean, Romans 10 says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wow. And we're like, well, what is that name? Really, it's best summarized in Yeshua. Yeah, God, Lord, 
Yah, Jehovah, Yah, Shua, Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and those who are righteous, the righteous run to it and are safe. Run to the name of the Lord. Listen, I hope this made sense. I hope you saw the names of the Lord in Psalm 23. This was one of the most mind-blowing things I've ever studied when I first studied this years ago. And I hope it's encouraging to you. It's still mind-blowing. It's still good. It's still true. Uh, The name of the Lord, we cannot exhaust this enough. Go back to the origin of these names. Um, But listen, if this blessed you in any way, I would just encourage you or ask you, would you please share this with someone? Would you please um, subscribe to our podcast, rate it, review it. It just helps us get the word out there. Um, We just want this to be encouragement to our church and to just those who don't know Jesus, to those who haven't ran to his name. Um, Listen, we love you guys. We miss you guys. Um, I've tried to just remind you, we're doing Zoom groups. That's a way for us to stay connected. Please just sign up, be a part of that. If you're not a part of one, we would love to stay connected to you guys. Um, and also, again, remember that we, my wife and I are going to do like a relationship thing on Friday nights uh, for maybe the next week or two on Zoom. So please join us that way. I'm not on Zoom, but on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but we'd love to stay connected. Listen, that is it. We love you guys. God bless you. Hope you're encouraged and stay connected. I cannot wait to see you uh, really Sunday through the teaching. But we'll have another podcast out for you Friday. God bless you guys.